like to run around and chase dad and swing and roll around <laughs> and else? Uh, I like to dance like this. I'm Susan Beth, and you are listening to the She Is Podcast, where we talk about living life intentionally and about trusting that the desires you have deep within you are there for a reason. I believe that the creator of the universe put those desires within you and that they are pathways to your purpose. My desire is that this would be a space that encourages you to lean in and to hear the whispers of the divine and that you would be reminded of things that I honestly believe you already know, that you, my friend, are here for a reason. So if you're here for more conversations in that kind of space, welcome. Let's go. Okay, when you wake up in the morning... What is one of the first things that you love to do? Um, I like coloring. You like to color? Yes, and make forts. And making forts? Yes. Ooh, what kind of forts do you make? Like, do you, uh, how do you make them? Uh, I just use the schools and the lid. The schools? Okay. Yes. And then I get a big blanket and, then, and put oh, it over. I loved over. making forts when I was little. And do you crawl underneath it? Yeah. Oh, actually, I know you do because one of the last times I was at your house, you were making a fort yeah. with a bluey blanket. And you said, Mimi, crawl underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So when you wake up in the morning, what's one of the first things that you like? I just like look around the house. You like to look around the house? Are you like exploring? Yes. What is one of your favorite things to do during the day when you like to play? Um. Um. My hobbies is drawing, painting, singing, and dancing. That is awesome. Maybe I want to be an artist like you because one time I got a picture and it was art. Uh, is it abstract art? Yeah, I did like splatter that. Awesome. I like that. Hey, Ellie, come here. Tell Poppy, what do you like to do at home when you play or in the backyard? Do you like to play? I like to. Run around and chase dad and swing and roll around <laughs> and uh, I like to dance like this. Awesome. That was a few of my granddaughters answering a few impromptu questions as we were gathered together this past weekend for our annual Mimi and Poppy camp. As we get older, play tends to get pushed out for productivity. And I believe that our spirits still long for the spontaneous spurts of playfulness and exploring But we often feel the responsible thing to do is to set those desires aside and do something productive. 
My mother and father held a camp for all of mine and my siblings' kids for many summers, and it was such a great way for all of the cousins to be together and to stay connected as they got older, as well as the special and sacred opportunity that my parents had to speak into the lives of our kids. And they got to share life experiences with them and just so much wisdom, you know, while hanging out together in the kitchen or, you know, doing some fun activity together. I mean, whatever it is that we're just hanging out together and just over a few days, just spending uninterrupted time with each other. So before I ever even had grandchildren of my own, I knew that this was a tradition that we wanted to continue. And I thought it was fitting that, if, like me, you're starting week seven in the summer journal called Summer Play, that it just felt very fitting at this time, because play is what we have done these past few days. You know, that's one of the beautiful gifts that children give us. It's this invitation to play. And for children, play, it's as natural as breathing. And as you just heard verbalized by one of my granddaughters, as she so thoughtfully named the different things that she likes to do, one of them twirling, that she proceeded to do as she told us that she loved to twirl. You know, play, it doesn't have to be fancy or cost money, and it can happen at any time. And for most of us, taking some time to play would probably be the most productive thing that we could do for our mind and for our body. So I mentioned we did camp for our grandchildren this past weekend and the two oldest that are five years old are the only ones that stayed over for the night at this point because of their age. And the younger ones went home for the night and then came back the next morning. So the next morning before any others joined us, my husband and I were, we were sitting there talking with the two oldest and we were talking with them about how intentional God was when he created them and how incredible it is to be a woman. And we were talking through how God you know, took from Adam's side to form woman, which goes to explain the meaning of the word that God originally spoke when referring to a woman. He called her Azer Konegdo, which means alongside or counterpart. We talked about why I, their Mimi, have the word Azer tattooed on my wrist because I wanted to be reminded about what this root word for Azer really means. It means a rescuer, an ally, or a warrior that is a skilled companion and partner. You know, in a world that is trying so oftentimes to equate being a female to wearing a dress or makeup, you know. We wanted to make sure that they understood that God has a reason that he designed us as women the way that he has. And it has nothing to do with our personality or our style preferences, but has everything to do with our purpose. My husband then shared with the girls this powerful story that he grew up hearing in his family. And it's, it's about a woman that was a simple woman in a town that his great-grandparents lived in that obeyed what she felt like the Holy Spirit was telling her to do one afternoon. And in the middle of the day, on her lunch break, from taking a break from her work, she walked for miles to his great-grandparents' house and shared with them what God had put on her heart. And at that time, they 
were not believers. And by her simple act of obedience, that woman changed the course of their family's lives for generations by sharing what she felt God had had put on her heart for them. I then wanted to share a story from a book that was passed on to me after my mother passed away a few years ago, and it's called Girls of the Bible. And the chapter that I was reading from, the title was Two Sisters Who Loved Jesus. And when I read that, one of my granddaughters blurted out, it was Mary, and, and she had a brother that got sick. And I was right. It's like, it's a story of Mary and Martha. And if you're not familiar with that story, Jesus had come to Mary and Martha's house in Lazarus, which he was good friends with them and often stayed at their house when he was in their city. And so Martha was in the place preparing the food and working very diligently, but she was getting frustrated because while she was doing all that and taking care of all the, what she felt like was the responsibilities that needed to be taken care of. Mary, meanwhile, was sitting at the feet of Jesus, soaking in every word and story that he was telling her. So when I got to the part where Jesus responded to Martha when she came in and basically was asking Jesus to tell Mary to get up and help her, I got choked up. And it, you know, it's just such a beautiful reminder of how we as humans need to be reminded of what's really important. And so I looked it up actually in the Passion Translation, Jesus's response to her, and I'll, I'll read that to you right now. The Lord answered her, said, Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you upset and troubled? Pulled away by all these many distractions. Are they really that important? Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She is undistracted, and I won't take this privilege from her. You know, I'm thinking about his response to her this morning as I'm staring at the weekly focus in my summer journal called Summer Play. (laughs) And, you know, this is definitely an area that I've grown in in this last decade. But there are still many times that I have to talk myself down when I can feel myself like, Um, Martha, you know, rising up in frustration for all the responsibilities I feel around me. And I feel like time is is crashing in around me to get something done. And and I have to stop and have to take a deep breath. And I have to remind myself that everything will be fine and will get done. And I don't have to lose my peace in the process. And most of the time, The pressure and the expectation is something that I have placed on myself. And and I know I've talked about that in another episode. But sometimes we just have to stop and remind ourselves what is really important. And we might just find that the thing that we think is the most important actually isn't. So I hope that you are creating the space for play in your life this summer and you're finding time to sit undistracted at the feet of Jesus. And sitting at his feet might look like spending time with him, sitting in your favorite comfy chair. Or it could look like you spending time reading and writing with your heart and your mind focused on him in the midst of a crowded, noisy coffee shop. Because it's not about the circumstances around you. You know, they might be messy and noisy. And yet you can still be still 
and know that he is your God in the midst of it all. Hope you have a great week. We'll talk soon. Hey, you. Thanks for listening. And if you would like to connect more, head over to SusanBeth.com and sign up and you will be one of the first to find out about anything new. Plus, there's a special free download available just to say thanks. If something in this episode did speak to you, would you do me a favor and share it with a friend that you think it might resonate with as well? And until next time, keep showing up in the world just as God purposed you to do. Because you being you is exactly what we all need.